Hello, and thanks for listening to Theory Lab. I'm Joe Cotter of the American Cancer Society's Research Department. Um, in this episode, we blend research with advocacy and policy. We spoke with Dr. Neha Penko. Uh, she was an ACS postdoc at UNC Chapel Hill, where she leveraged her background in engineering, biophysics, and cancer cell biology. And now she's taken that expertise over to the National Science Foundation. She's a AAAS Science and Technology Policy Fellow. Um, the goal of that program is to kind of connect science with policy. They're really trying to foster a, a, a network of science and engineering leaders who also understand government and policy making. So she is in a great spot in, in developing a really unique um, perspective. So she spoke with my colleague, Dr. Susanna Greer, about how and why she became a AAAS fellow. Um, she also had some great advice for researchers who want to become more involved in policy and advocacy. All right. Hi, Neha. How are you? Hi, Susanna. Doing good. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes to talk to us today. I'm so excited. I've got um, some burning questions about being a, a AAAS fellow. Um, but before that, um, I, I'd love to ask you just to share a little bit about your experience as an American Cancer Society postdoc. Um, I think if I'm right, your fellowship ended in June of 2018. Is that correct? That's right, yes. All right, so maybe you could talk just a little bit since now you're in a different space, which is what we'll spend the majority of our time talking about, but could you share maybe how this impacted your career, the, um, kind of the postdoc and maybe some highs and lows? We'd love to know. Absolutely. So for me, um, early on itself, I was interested in transdisciplinary science. So I'm trained as an engineer, but I was, for my thesis in biophysics, I was always really interested in biology. Um, and then once I started my postdoc, um, I started to get very interested in cancer biology. And a lot of the work that I was doing was um, was the basic science of, of of cancer cell biology, and so I wanted to be able to apply it. Um, and I had some good ideas, but I didn't really have um, sort of the avenue to do it or to go into exploratory mode with. And that's what the American Cancer Society Fellowship allowed me to do. Uh, it sort of gave me this platform to be able to explore more in that space. Um, and that was really a fantastic opportunity for me to have that independence and exploration. Well, good. I'm glad, interested it, in. I'm glad it was so good. We're certainly impressed with all that you did. Um, it was some really significant research. Um, but I think... What I want to spend a lot of our time talking about today is what you're doing now. So maybe you could just tell us a little bit about why you wanted to be a AAAS fellow. And then I think our audience would probably love to hear how did it happen? What was the application process like, um, the interview, the selection? So and then I'll, sure, I'll jump sure. in again. Sure. Um, so... You know, I'd like to say that it was um, it was a really long-term plan that I had, and I knew all about this fellowship, but I didn't. <laughs> um, in fact, uh, even when I started my postdoc, uh, I didn't know about this fellowship. I didn't know opportunities like this existed, and I think it's not particularly easy to find out. So um, I would say people should not be discouraged if they don't know about these opportunities early on. Um, but um, it's worth reaching out to uh, whatever network that you have. For example, 
uh, I would say in this case, the um, ACS Theory Lab itself provides a fantastic forum to be able to reach out to people that have gone out and done things that you may be interested in. Uh, most people are more than happy to talk about their experience and give you a little bit better idea of how to emulate something like that. Uh, for me, I was, uh, I, I would say I've been interested in policy-related issues for most of my life, um, but I was definitely a scientist inside, <laughs> um, and I never knew how to bridge those two things. Um, and for me, the AAAS Fellowship has done exactly that, or is doing exactly that, I should say. It's the opportunity to work um, as a scientist, use my critical thinking skills, but then be able to apply them towards policy, towards developing programs uh, that I think would benefit society, um, and that's a really unique space. In terms of application, different than any application that I had done to um, graduate school or to my postdoc or um, you know anything in the academic space. So. Uh, again, for the application, I did reach out to friends I knew that had done the fellowship or just people I knew that had done the fellowship and people were happy to talk. Um, and that helped a lot because it was an unfamiliar space, uh, the application itself. Um, it was very, very fascinating, the application process. Um, it started out with uh, basically a two-page um, essay about who I am and what I want to achieve and how I think the fellowship would help me achieve those goals in terms of an overlap of science and policy. Um, and then what AAAS does is they select uh, semi-finalists based on the essays and account, I think their CV and um, application materials. And then they do uh, an online interview uh, with the semi-finalists. And after the online interview, there are on-site interviews for the finalists, uh, which is a week-long interview process uh, that ends up in uh, a matching scheme that they use, kind of similar to medical school. Uh, so you rate all the agencies or offices that you interview with, and they rate you, and then they try to match a one-to-one -one, um, or the best fit that they can get. And um, that's pretty much how you get placed in the end. <laughs> wow, that's intense, a week-long interview. <laughs> also, yeah, it... the week-long interviews are intense, but fun, really fun. Well, good. And so when did you start? Um, I started with the application in, so the applications were due November 2017 for my cohort. And I worked on my application for at least two months in advance. Um, and I, maybe it would be quicker for somebody else, but I think I needed the two months. So I would advise people to take their time <laughs> and sure. run it by as many people as you can too. I ran it by half the people in my lab when I did it. Nice. And what are the terms of your fellowship? Like, when does it start? When did it start? And when does it end? Uh, so it's usually a two-year fellowship, um, which is, uh, it's a one-year option to renew for a second year. Um, or if you want, you could switch agencies in the second year. That's usually, um, yeah, that's usually an option too. Okay. And for you, so your, you, did you start in January of 2019 or did it I start? I started in September of 2018. Okay. All right. Well, then, so you've been there for a few months. So can yes. you tell us what it's like? I am placed at the National Science Foundation. Um, within the foundation, I'm in engineering education. Um, workforce development is um, specifically my area. Um, I really enjoyed it because I'm interested in education. I'm interested in education policy. Um, and this space is very interesting because um, 
my mentor here, she is the person who manages the REU sites, which is the research experience for undergraduates. So for me, it's great because I'm looking at um, the research aspect of what these undergraduates would be exposed to, but then I'm also looking at the education side of it. Um, so it's been a really great experience. I'm learning about program development. I'm learning about how policies are formulated, how we take the visions that, um, you know, say the National Academy set for us based on what Congress says, and then we take those and we transform them into actual programs that can work um, towards the betterment of our education system. Nice. So what would you hope an outcome would be for you of this fellowship? Um, so things that I'm particularly interested in are uh, program evaluation, for example. Um, that's been something that is an ongoing effort, not just at NSF, but at several other federal agencies now. Uh, it's the idea that when we, when we put in taxpayer dollars into all of these programs, we want to be able to have a better idea of how that money is being utilized or um, what the what the outcomes of that are, not just the direct products, but the, the outcomes over, say, 10 years. Um, and so that's something that I'm working more directly on kind of as an independent project. Uh, and for myself, I would say that uh, from a more selfish perspective, um, I want to be able to learn the program management um, aspect of how things are done here. And in fact, NSF is known for its gold standard in peer review. Um, that's, again, another thing that I've been fortunate to witness um, up close. And so I want to be able to kind of build on that skill set for myself, which I haven't had the chance to do. So I think that, I mean, it sounds like you've made a really nice match for yourself with this fellowship between areas where you had interest, but potentially not a lot of expertise and really wanted to develop a skill set. Is, is this an avenue that you think other postdocs should consider, kind of putting your toe out into something that you maybe just have some um, you know, kind of low-level knowledge about? But I, I guess what I'm asking is, did you feel like you were prepared for this experience? Um, so honestly, I felt completely unprepared for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think to some extent when you, um, when you, you know, when something that feels like a sidestep in your career, um, you have to you have to have some level of motivation for it. So for me, I was really excited about this opportunity. I didn't feel prepared, but I was very excited about it. Um, I would also say that you know it's I think a lot of times, uh, and I thought this too as a as a graduate student and as a postdoc, um, that you know any kind of sidestep from my career meant that I was going to be throwing away everything that I had done until that point in time, and that's. Absolutely not true, especially for the AAAS fellowship. I would say that um, I have seen friends and alumni who have either gone back to academia because that's really just what they wanted to do. Um, I've seen people who've gone into working for nonprofits, of course, people who go to work for the federal agencies, people who work for foundations, people who work for companies as well. Um, but I, I think it just opens up your options a lot. And I think that if you're excited about that, um, then the it, there's enough of a framework to figure out the rest of it. So could you make the link for me? If if I needed to sell your postdoctoral experience to a donor to the ACS, can you kind of mm -hmm. backtrack it to me as why you think it was important that we invested in you as a 
postdoctoral scholar. You've now moved ostensibly to a fellowship that is not intricately involved in oncology, but perhaps you can see the implications of your experience and future career goals impacting um, in the oncology space um, in some ways. Is that a link that you could make for me? I'd just be interested to hear what you yes, would say. Yes, definitely, definitely. So for me, um, I'm a really strong believer in the interdisciplinary sciences. Um, and so I think that there's a lot of value in, um, for example, taking something like the ACS Fellowship um, and giving it to somebody who has an interdisciplinary background because they bring a different perspective to the same problem. Um, and that's exactly how it was for me. Um, I was able to leverage a lot of my engineering and biophysics background um, into the cancer cell biology space, which is the lab that I was working in as a postdoc. Um, and moving further on to the AAAS fellowship, I think that the, I think that the key research experience that I had as an ACS postdoctoral fellow, I think that that is it's going to come with me. Um, and you know, once I'm from uh, my AAAS fellowship here in engineering education, um, I could potentially definitely see myself working more in um, in a space that's related to cancer education, um, and you know, trying to use then my experience as a AAAS in program development and in uh, portfolio management and things to then be able to use um, all of that um, in in cancer education in that field, which I think has not been explored all that much yet, and it's a growing field. Um, yeah. And so I would be very interested in that. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting point. I think one of the things that we struggle to do as researchers and as educators is to consider that we do have to take the long road, whether it's in science um, and waiting for those basic science investments that we make to really drive clinical impact. And that takes a long time. And I think it can be, we can think about the same way of the human potential that we invest in with ACS postdoctoral fellows is that you're exactly right. You'll take that experience um, and the knowledge you learned as an ACS postdoc with you throughout your career. And I think it will be really interesting and exciting to see where that dovetails back into either advocacy that may impact the oncology right. community or education. So, um, I think it's a, right. a a great a great way to put more people out into the world who know an awful lot about cancer and are willing to um, really go to bat for for all of us. Um, Absolutely, and putting those people out not just in in one narrow space, right, which is which is the actual research space. Plus, we need people there, but I feel like. We also need to have scientists in other places where they then become our voice for the things that we believe in. Um, and it's really important for us to have more scientists in positions of policy and positions of advocacy where we do need our voice to be heard. So I think that I would love to ask you just kind of one final question sure. about I. We it is, I think, a really wonderful time to be a scientist. It's also a very challenging time. So how would you, are, are there things or ways that you might encourage our Theory Lab colleagues, ways that we can all be better advocates for science, ways that we can um, participate more in outreach? Are there places that you feel like are good starting points? That's a really good question. I think, I think some of the, some of the, um, 
starting points that I might recommend are looking for, um, you know, some. So most of us end up going to um, a, an entire host of conferences right in our fields, and um, definitely more and more what uh, conference programming is including is these segments on. Um, you know, science communication and science advocacy and things like that. And I would encourage people to make time for those things. Um, and just the fact that I have to say make for them makes them secondary in a way already. Um, but unfortunately, that's how, um, you know, that's how our lives are structured. Isn't um, and so that could be a really good starting point because it's not just the information that you get from some of those sessions, but it's the people that you meet. Um, and and occasionally you will meet somebody who um, who will serve as an example um, of you know going going out and and doing this outreach or communicating science and those people are really an inspiration like you actually right oh, oh wow <laughs> when well, I met nice. you <laughs> when I met you at the Jaila conference that's the first thing I thought that okay here she is and she is communicating science and she is advocating communication of science and. It's really, really, really important. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. All right, I think I have one more final question, and that is if if you were sitting in the space of our uh, still being an ACS postdoc, is there a piece of advice that you would share um, with our postdoc community just as they're thinking about jobs and fellowships and next steps, something that, I don't know, maybe you wish you knew two years ago when you were just beginning this process? Um, I wish I knew how approachable um, mentorship at ACS is <laughs> earlier on uh, in my postdoc. I would encourage uh, you know new grantees, uh, ACS fellows, to reach out to that mentorship um, and actually ask whatever questions they might have on their mind, including questions related to their career and such. Um, I, I yeah, that's what that's one thing that I would advise. And uh, I mean. Enjoy your exploration through the fellowship. Um, you know, attend more conferences and talk about it. Uh, talk about your fellowship um, and be proud of it. It's a fantastic opportunity. Well, we are proud of you. You are doing some fantastic work. I'm so excited about your fellowship, and we'd love to have you back, maybe in a year, and you can tell us how it's gone and where where you see you moving next. But uh, thank you for thank taking you so a few much, minutes. Savannah. All right. Take care. Best of luck. Absolutely. Thank you All so right. much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.